Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Woman's Soul Restored. I am LaTanya Hendry, and first of all, I want to begin by stating that I appreciate each of you for listening in each week. I appreciate the emails that have been coming in for help, for the the emails that have been been given comments, um, positive. I haven't received any negative emails, and I appreciate you all for that. But I read each email regardless, so I just thank you for um, raising the numbers on this platform and hoping it can be as successful as it was on the other um, medium I was using to bring forth the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast. Some of the comments I have been getting was, when was I going to start back having guests? Because when I was on the other platform, I had multiple guests and each episode was exciting. And I thank each of those ladies that agreed to come on and be a guest. Well, last week I announced that I was going to have a guest on this episode. Her name is Rihanna Milne. She is a certified global life and love trauma recovery coach, a certified clinical trauma and addictions professional, a certified mindfulness coach, and number one best-selling author. She is also the host of her podcast called Lessons in Life and Love, an educational speaker, and licensed mental health counselor for over 21 years living in Palm Beach County, Florida. She was also a life and dating coach for the docu-series Radical Dating, Finding Lasting Love Over 40, and her client is now happily married. Rihanna specializing in hel- specializes in helping those who have had past childhood or love relationship trauma to heal, transform, and thrive, leading them to create the life they desire and to have the love they deserve. She offers coaching programs for both straight and LGBTQ singles and couples globally for ages 16 to 76. Rihanna's number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free from Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success, addresses life difficult transitions, personal transformation, the mindset for success, and having loving conscious relationships with yourself and others. Today we're going to be talking about adverse childhood situations that can plague adults and she's going to give us 10 events that sabotage us in life love relationships and business so join us after the break when we come back with rayana as we get into the conversation so stay tuned hello hello welcome to a woman's soul restored it is such an honor to have our guest here today rihanna milney and she is going to enlighten us on 10, get this you all, 10 adverse childhood events that sabotage us in life, love, relationships, and business. 
So before we get into that, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you accepting the invitation to be on the Woman's Soul Restored. So welcome, and how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So let's just get right into it. So could you tell us a little more about your work as a life, love, and relationship coach and how you came into this? Sure. It's kind of a long journey, but uh, I went back to school later in life and got a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology and opened up my own therapy practice called Therapy by the Sea in Southern New Jersey. And I was enjoying that work, but I always had more of a coaching style. And in 2009 and 10, I got certified as a life and relationship coach for singles and couples. And then I had a love trauma occur and decided uh, one of his last comments was, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I don't get it either. And I'm going to figure it out because there was no rhyme or reason. We really had an angelic life, traveled the world, a lot of fun. And uh, he sabotaged his job. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on that weren't evident why they were going on. So my research led me to uncover what the impact is of childhood trauma on life, love, and business. And years mm-hmm. later, the Kaiser Permanente Group came out on unhealed childhood trauma, on disease and early death. Um, so the physical aspects of how unhealed trauma hurt you. But I did all the emotional. And in 2012, I developed a childhood trauma checklist to give a simple to use tool to my clients so they could assess what their unhealed childhood traumas were. And then I decided to specialize in this and went back and got CCTP, Certified Clinical Trauma Professional, and certified as a mindset coach. Um, It is a style that uh, involves some psychology, definitely trauma healing, and then the mindset for success to heal to create the life you desire and to have the love you deserve. So it is a process. Awesome. You are very detailed and very busy. You have been very busy, but it sounds like it's all worthwhile and for a purpose. So that is actually, I guess, your why. Why you? That's correct. Yeah, I decided to take my pain and made it my uh, purpose and my passion. But the first thing I needed, Latonia, was to heal. And when I went to seven therapist friends of mine and nobody could help me heal, nobody knew what love trauma was. It's not in the DSM-4. Childhood trauma is not there. So they didn't work with it. No, we didn't study that. I never mm-hmm. heard the term in a triple master's childhood trauma. So mm-hmm. I was a therapist also without that information. And we were all at a loss, like, what causes this type of person to, you know, sabotage their life, love relationships, everything, their job. And that's what led me to it is unhealed childhood trauma where the unconscious mind is stronger than the conscious awareness or the uh, understanding of if I do this, the consequences could be that, and I could lose everything, which she ended Mm -hmm. up doing, losing everything. So, um, yeah, my healing, I had to heal. (laughs) So that's then after the research, I wrote my number one bestseller, love beyond your dreams, break free of toxic relationships to have the love you deserve. And I got up to 400 pages and it's like, okay, I got to (laughs) stop, but I have more research. So 
Then I created my notebooks for singles and couples. So I work with uh, today women and men uh, age 16 to thir- uh, 76 was my oldest, straight and LGBTQ, um, and men and women, singles and couples. So everyone, no one is exempted from childhood trauma. So there's no prejudice in it at all. That is awesome and work that is well needed. Yeah. Um, and that's going to lead into our next question. Um, you specialize in those who have experienced childhood trauma, which is awesome because I, I'm a product of childhood trauma. So mm-hmm. how does that hold one back from having a life and love relationship they dream of? Well, the problem is as children, we are totally innocent. We are a product of our environment. We're young and we have no control. So our little child minds create ways of coping with our situation. So if we have a parent that's a screamer and a yeller, and at first we try to defend ourselves or explain a reason why, and we get hit across the face or screamed at more, then we know we're not saying anything. We're shutting down. So we learn coping is to just freeze and be quiet. Or if you have a difficult alcoholic mother, maybe you learn to people please her to death so she won't be angry at you. Um, Other kids use comedy. You know, they may not feel loved or appreciated or have a very toxic household, but they might go in and be the class clown to get love and attention at school. Or no, if they go home with bad grades, they're going to get hit and punished. So they may become, you know, a real master teacher schmoozer, you know, Mm -hmm. know how to manipulate to get better grades by being charming. So, you know, they're all starting by coping mechanisms, um, learning to lie because you had a 50-50 chance. If they buy the lie, you're not going to get punished. So this is where it comes from. But the problem is these behaviors become so normalized and then Mm. part of your regular adult patterns that do not work in an emotionally healthy relationship. And that's where relationships start going wrong uh, for the adult. Wow. That is very detailed and it makes sense. It makes Mm -hmm. sense when you put it all together. Um, Wow. That is very detailed. So we're going into the main topic now because we've summed up and, and got to warm up to get to Can you describe those 10 traumas that are experienced during childhood that impact most adults later in life, love, relationships? And this is the one I'm interested in, career. (laughs) Of course. Okay. Before we tell our listeners, you might want to get a pen and paper and write them down. If you are listening uh, on air, you can always uh, re-listen to this and write them down or get the free ebook at the end of the show. But um, I want to emphasize that this is not about shame or blame. We're not looking to blame our parents at this stage of life uh, because that will do nothing. And it's not about feeling ashamed yourself that you may have these. Because I always say you can't change what you don't acknowledge or understand. So the first thing is to look at these things like facts. Did this happen to me or not? And sometimes you think initially, okay, I've got three. And then you go through and it's like, wait a minute. I remember this happening too. And that happened to me with two of mine. I didn't initially see it. And then with time, I did see it, you know, after focusing on it a little bit and doing more research. So there are more than 10. 
But when I worked with populations, I worked in every grade level at the schools, kindergarten, all the way through college. I worked with women from the prison system, kids age five through 19 in a mental health ward in a hospital um, and teens in an adolescent center. So kids and women and adults from all walks of life, but this top 10 traumas kept coming up. And that's when I developed this worksheet. So the first one is if your caretaker or parents had any addiction. So I mm. named 12 of them because I'm an addictions counselor too. So it's drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew your parent was a cheater, porn, mm. gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, social media addiction or computer addiction today. So those are some of the addictions I name under item one. Wow. Uh, item two is verbal messaging. So you could have watched your parents' style of discussion, which could have been yelling and screaming all the time. So you grew wow. up when you trying to defend your point, you become a screamer because that's what you learn people do. So they could have been yelling back and forth together or yelling at you or you might have heard messages of verbal put downs like, you know, you don't look nice in that. You look fat in that. Change that outfit mm -hmm. or no, I'm not sending you in college to college and wasting my money. You know, messages like that are verbal put downs. It also could include not hearing the words I love you and never hearing compliments. And uh, I'm part of the baby boomer generation. And we did not hear the words, I love you. Very rare from our parents mm -hmm. um, and very rare compliments. I'm talking with a lot of boomers on this. So uh, that's a big one for many people, the verbal messaging. Number three is emotional abuse or neglect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, number four is physical abuse, any kind of hitting, um, molestation or rape. Um, so any physical abuse, then those could have happened inside or outside of the home, of course, any of these could. It's just events during your childhood. Right. Um, that's number four. Okay, the next one is abandonment. So there's two types I name, fault and no fault. So a no-fault abandonment would be if a parent happens to die early or if they're off serving their country with the military or they work for a living and have to be on the road a lot. Okay. And that was one I uncovered. Um, and I was surprised that was one because it was so normalized for me. I remember asking my mom all the time, when's dad coming home? And she goes, well, I don't know where he is. We found mm. out much later in life, he was FBI and CIA. So oh, he wow. couldn't tell his family where he was, but it was no fault abandonment because that's how he worked to support the family. Yes. Um, okay. So that's no fault. A fault abandonment would never be being involved with your child's life. It would be being involved until the couple's together or the marriages, and then you split up and you rarely see your child. And the last one is you are physically there but emotionally abandoned from your child. You're not involved. You come home from work. You go into your, quote, office, or you watch TV the rest of the night. You barely interact with the kids, nor do you support them on their, um, on their activities at school or their sports right. events or anything like that. Okay. The next one is if you were part of foster care, 
um, adoption or had to live in another family's home because your family couldn't keep you in a home. So even if it's grandma or aunt's house, uh, you're still displaced and that's the feeling. Um, so there's a lot of kids under that category that I worked with in the, the hospital setting. Okay, the next one, trauma seven, is one that most identify with, which is uh, personal trauma. And that one is how, if you felt different in any way. So you could have been a chubby and overweight child and teased or the skinny and gawky child and called a nerd. Um, you could have been the only African-American student in an all-Caucasian school. You could have been coming out as gay or lesbian and not accepted for that. So there's so many reasons that people relate to this and not feeling like they fit in or not feeling good enough. Right, exactly. Yeah, that one comes up a lot. Trauma seven. Okay, trauma eight is around sibling trauma. So your sibling could have been born with a medical condition commanding more of mom's and dad's time, making you feel kind of slighted. Uh, they could have bullied you and been very mean to you as you were growing up. Or most often, you perceived your sibling to be the golden child, the favored one. So they could have been a star athlete. They could have been more handsome or beautiful, a star student, something like that. Right. Okay. Trauma nine has two parts. Actually, one was number 11, where years ago, number 11 barely existed. Now it's one of the most common traumas. And that one is community trauma. And mm. what I'm referring to is we all are experiencing community trauma right now with COVID going yeah. on. And as exactly. I shared with you, I'm in day four of COVID for myself right now. Yeah. So um, thank God I'm doing pretty well with it. I'm into holistic health. So I got a lot of great remedies that I'm using. But awesome. um, <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, just how COVID is, um, you know, impacting us in community in, in our jobs and decisions, whether to vaccine or not with all that stress, you know, if you have underlying conditions and it's just a, a big area of stress on the family and the community. And then um, other community traumas is our mass shootings, our school shootings, our, um, you know, our community shootings, which are very sad and unfortunate, and also yeah. our mother nature events like floods, fires, hurricanes. So that's all under community trauma. Wow. Family trauma is the other piece of nine. And you can see how community trauma impacts the family. Yes. But even before COVID, let's talk about family trauma. So that could be if you're a military family here in the U.S. that we have to move every two to four years. Um, that makes the kid the new kid in school all the time and very stressful on the family. Um, it could be growing up in a dangerous neighborhood or hearing a lot of lack messages. We don't have enough money for that. No, you can't look like the other girls. You have to wear hand-me-downs because we don't have the money. You know, things like that that uh, are impacting you socially um, or just always afraid that, you know, does our family have enough money? Will we lose our home? You right. know, these are real fears going on. It also could be if a parent was incarcerated. Um, so there's many things under family trauma. There's just a few there. And then trauma 10 is mental health issues in mom or dad. And the two most difficult for children to navigate 
is um, first bipolar. So bipolar is manic depressive. And a manic phase could be a high and happy phase, but it's often tied around with an addiction. So a gambling spree, drinking binge, eating binge, spending spree, something like that. And depression can show up as um, anger, uh, checking out emotionally, uh, or depression, just, you know, just checking out and being depressed or extreme fatigue. And the other one I think is even more dangerous to, to navigate is borderline personality. That is extreme moodiness. Uh, when they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrid. And you never know what you're going to get. So that leaves a child very anxious, like walking on eggshells. Like, is my mom going to be in a good mood today? Or am I going to get screamed at today right. when I open the door? Um, so it's very high anxiety for ch child to grow up like that. And they will lose their anger or patience over something so small and mundane. So it's a very difficult personality to either be married to or have as a parent. So those are the top 10. Wow. And if you really think about it, a large amount of the population can probably find one or a couple of those numbers that represent them. That's right. Uh, when I was doing the research, um, first of all, it said 90% of people have childhood trauma. It does go through three generations and mm. most have at least one to four on the list. However, in 2021, I, I continue to study this always and go to seminars and so forth. They're saying 100% of us are impacted by this. Um, wow. this the standing joke a, a few years ago when I did it, it's like, okay, 90%, the other 10% are the sociopaths that will always say nothing is wrong with them. You know, so it's like, it's not me, it's you, it's your fault, you know. Right, right. And I think we all know maybe one of those types. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's never them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so that, I mean, that's very detailed. And, it make, and that also makes sense because, like I said, a lot of us can find either one or two or might, maybe more numbers that represent us and what we went through in our childhood. That's so right. that's going to lead us to... Can you give us some examples now of the destructive and self-sabotaging patterns that may emerge in a dating or exclusive relationship in business or within the self if someone has unhealed childhood trauma? Absolutely. So within the self, we're looking at ongoing anxiety, bouts of depression, low self-esteem, low confidence, fear-based negative mindset staying stuck. You can't move forward. Uh, very often you feel the victim. Uh, you are afraid to make moves to improve your life. Like you might stay in the same job you hate just because you don't want to make a change. So these are things within the self. Uh, very often there's RSS relationship repetition syndrome, meaning you will have repeatedly toxic relationships. Then you'll read a bunch of self-help books. You'll go to a couple uh, online courses and listen to as many podcasts as you can. And then it's like, okay, I'm fixed now and I'll choose differently. And then you end up choosing the same type of toxic personality type and you can't figure out why. Well, the reason is we haven't gotten to the underlying issues of why you're attracting what you are. The reason is the brain likes to stay in homeostasis 
It likes to do what it knows. So it will know the family pattern, even though it's a toxic one. Mm. And the phenylalanine of attraction, which we call chemistry with dating, goes back to what it knows. So falling in love by chemistry can be one of the most dangerous ways to fall in love. Okay, so when you're in that dating relationship, how does it show up? Well, jealousy and control can come from trauma two and trauma seven. Trauma two, again, being the verbal messages. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the verbal messages that you might get. And trauma seven is, um, you know, not feeling worthy or good enough. So that leads to jealousy and control. Lying and manipulation, again, comings from not feeling good enough. Those messages as a kid are being teased or bullied. So you continue to do that. Um, you lie, you manipulate to get what you want. And that is very common of the sociopath who yes. uses someone for pleasure, profit, or lifestyle advancement. Another one is perfectionism. Uh, trying to control everything around you and your environment. Another could be blaming behavior. You're always blaming your partner, not able to take responsibility. Impulsivity, that's the one that can be most dangerous for a couple because if someone's impulsive, like in my situation, and does a really dumb move, it ruins everything. You know, them, their lives, their job, the marriage, everything. One very common for women is people pleasing and they can't say no, they overdo for others. Um, and again, that was to handle the difficult parent. And if you had abandonment issues, this could often lead to clingingness, anxiety when your partner's gone, codependent relationships. Um, also, you know, love, love addiction. So, Returning yes. to a toxic partner over and over again when consciously you know this is not a good partner for me, but unconsciously you kept getting drawn back into the relationship. So those are just a few in intimate relationships. Wow, wow. So how can these emotional triggers or destructive behavior patterns show up in business and impact life for adults in other ways? Yes, so in business... Um, again, when you have a fear-based mentality and lack confidence, uh, you may stay stuck in the job you don't like. You may be very competitive with your cohorts, um, not able to really bond because you're afraid they're better than you or you want to compete with them. So you don't want to get too close. Uh, it could also be fear to grow. And uh, to grow is always a risk, but I love Tony Robbins saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. You're dying. So, yeah. you know, people may want, want to start their own businesses and they go so far and it's like, okay, I need an online school. Wait, that's going to cost me 15,000. Oh, I don't want to spend that. What if nobody comes? And then they just stop, you know, right. or they just go so far and they're afraid to invest in themselves. That is a clear sign of childhood trauma. Um, that they just keep saying no, no, no to life, to opportunity, to calculated risk, to a life they would love much more than what they're doing. Um, it could also be the tyrant boss that bosses everybody around. 
um, or the, the, the embezzlers that make it to the top, like a Bernie Madoff and rips yeah. everybody off. Right. So right. that is the sociopath, you know, the very successful person or the sociopath who uses someone for pleasure, profit or lifestyle advancement. Mm -hmm. And the sociopath and psychopath also have childhood trauma. They usually have nine to 10 with severity levels of nine to 10. Mm. So those are the adults with very damaged childhoods. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So let's flip it to what happens when a relationship seems so perfect. Why do things turn toxic once things get serious? Well, the research showed that people of trauma attract people of trauma. And mm. It usually starts out very loving, very passionate, a lot of attention. And when somebody's just met you, let's say online dating, and they keep texting you three, four times a day and, oh, we're going to, you know, this is going to be amazing. We're going to travel. We're going to do this and that. And you haven't even met them yet. Like that is desperation and a red flag. Yes. It's like too much, too fast, right? It's desperation. So mm. um, the studies show that these are usually fast and furious relationships. The I love you is our saved, said fast. The intimacy happens too fast. And then month four to nine, toxic behavior starts showing up. So either there's too much alcohol or verbal abuse starts. And it's like, oh, but I'm only kidding. Things like mm. that, you know, and you'll start seeing toxic behavior. And that can also show up as soon as it gets more serious. So as soon as it's exclusive, moving in together, getting engaged, getting married, or having your first child. So that's usually when the behavior will escalate. So it's really important before you start dating that you know what to do and what not to do. Right. And warning signs as you're out there dating, because nobody taught us this information and like I said, this is all based on very deep research that I did because definitely there is a psychological edge to being successful in dating and finding a great partner. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So talking over all these things that you've enlightened us about and very, being very detailed and giving us a lot of information, how can someone heal their unconscious trauma? And if they don't take action to do this, then what happens? Okay. Well, if they don't take action, their lives keep uh, going in the same way that they have been. So they keep getting toxic partners or they keep failing in businesses or not reaching their goals. Uh, the negativity in their minds keeps screwing with them, basically, and keeping them stuck. Uh, that's why I always say the sooner you can do this, the better, because these skills you will use the rest of your life. So what I teach, it's a program, Latonia, it's four to six months because I am CCTP, Certified Clinical Trauma Professional. It is a lot of education. So as a coach, we educate. As a therapist, you sit there and they ask you, how do you feel? So that's yeah. why therapy doesn't work. There is much to learn and it takes me a lot of time. Um, there's a 150 page workbook with my program. So it's not a fluff course, you know, it's yeah. not a group little fluff course. And there's many, many skills to you to learn. And the good thing is I work one-on-one. -on -one. 
So it is geared specifically towards you, the individual, and what you learn will be different what someone else learns because they don't need what you need. Right. Um, so it's very individualized. And I only take like seven people at one time because it's very intensive, personalized service. But that's how I like it. You know, we really get to know each other. We work as yes. a team. And this is why I get the incredible transformations that I do from my clients. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so can you name five things that are in an emotionally healthy, evolved, and consciously aware relationship? Yes. So let's get um, on the positive. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, in my Love Beyond Your Dreams book, section four is all about having that type of relationship. So I'll name a few things and they all start with F. So the first one is foundation. You have to have a solid foundation, the ability to trust and have confidence in yourself and your partner, uh, who they are individually and who you are as a couple. And you have to share the same moral values and goals. You're going in the same direction together. You have to have mm -hmm. flexibility, meaning open-mindedness. Let your partner have their own opinion. Don't try to control them. You know, I was looking at the presidential election and all these couples fighting over who they wanted. It's like yes. everybody has their own right to choose what they want. Let them exactly. choose, right? Exactly. So open-mindedness, caring, easygoing, understanding. You're emotionally open, heart, mind, and soul. You'll have loving and uh, conversations. And if there is an issue, you learn the proper ways to communicate through those issues. And that's what I teach my couples. Um, they understand each other's childhood traumas and they know how to speak properly without any emotional triggering of the other. It's a very important skill that people do not know. Uh, the third one is fidelity, which is honesty, loyalty, and integrity, which I define as doing the right things when nobody's looking. Because this mm. one person's out of integrity doing all this sneaky stuff behind your back and the other one's in integrity, the relationship's sure to blow up. You need two people doing this. Yes. Next one is friendship, respect, reliability, kindness, thoughtfulness, acting as a best friend. And the studies show if you start a relationship as friendship first, it has the longest accountability uh, of happiness and satisfaction. And the other one thing, and it doesn't have an F to it, those are five right there. But I want to <laughs> also say spirituality. If you share spiritual um, mm. ideology, and I don't mean religion, but the way mm -hmm. you are spiritually 24-7, so you both yeah. believe in faith, something greater than yourself, and that provides some guidance and accountability on you and your relationship. They are the happiest and longest lasting sustainable relationship. Wow. Wow. That, that's great information and, and something to really take in. And as she said earlier, if you don't have your notebook and your pen out, go back and listen to the podcast and just, you could pause, you could forward, you could go back and just take some mental notes because sometimes what you read is better than what you can take in inherently when you hear it. So I'm a writer, so I like to write things down. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be going back myself and writing because yeah, yeah. this is this is very interesting and, and just good stuff, you know. Yeah, it's it's great information. I've done many years of research, and this is from which my course and my workbooks are created. 
And, you know, like I said, why didn't they teach us these things in school? You know, or even my master's program. Come on now, you know. Yes, yes. But I've got it now, and I'm I'm really thrilled to be teaching this to my singles and my couples. It's helped so many people around the world, and I'm very blessed and honored to be their coach. That's wonderful. So as we begin to wrap up, what are five tips for singles that are within your Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams books? that will help them attract an emotionally healthy partner. And that's very important. So singles, y'all listen up. (laughs) Okay. Um, There's so many things. First, you've got to love yourself first. Mm. Um, Meaning you have confidence, self-esteem, you have healed any of your past traumas, cleaned up any old baggage. I actually have a checklist with 10 things on it to see if my singles are ready to get out there and date or not. And I said, don't be concerned if you're not, because this is what we work on together. It's really important that they have those ready before they even attempt to date. Um, So loving yourself first and healing the trauma is really super important. Um, Second, let's see. There's so many. You know, you've got to feel like you're the whole package, right? Mind, body, spirit, you have your life together. So you become the chooser. That's Mm. important. You know, you don't wait around for someone to choose you. You choose someone and you decide yes or no, they're right for you or not. And you know why. It's super important that you know what's going on. Um, You're also three, you're a happy and successful single. You're living a life that you really love. And along the way, then you meet that special person. You know, it's, you've got to have uh, a life that you're enjoying and not sitting around and being sad and waiting for someone to pick you. Mm-hmm. Um, for do know the online dating rules. Online dating is very popular today and it can be very successful or it can be very dangerous and disheartening. There are a ton of rules around that. Um, I actually have an introductory course called Success in Dating that goes into what to watch out for that could be very dangerous for you in dating um, and other dating skills that I think are super important for people to know before they go out the door. Um, I think that, oh, and the five second rule. So the five second rule is And I know it sounds very shallow, but if you're a woman going out to date, men will judge in five seconds whether they want to see you again or not. They're very visual creatures. They can't help it. This is part of the caveman brain that is geared towards attraction and Mm -hmm. procreating the race. Yes. This is what it is. So dress nice, do your hair, do your makeup, look sharp. Their dating world is competitive. And women, men need to know for our men listeners that women are geared, their number one need is safety. So they have to feel safe with you gentlemen before they want to feel intimate with you. And if there's any women jumping the step by becoming intimate, fast and furious, and they decide, great, that was fun. Thanks. See you later. Now your safety and your self-esteem is marred. Right. It's like, oh, God, I should have waited. So 
this is, you know, a big tip. Do not jump in early, you know, really take your time to know who this person is in front of you before you get intimately involved. And, you know, because when spiritually we call our bodies, the body temple, and you just don't give it away to anyone. So be selective, you know, wait to get to know this person in front of you. Uh, don't be offended if they think that you're really cute, you know, um, take it as a compliment, say thank you and keep moving forward. But that doesn't mean that you have to move fast. Mm. Very good. <laughs> and important one. Very important because a lot of relationships that end up in negative situations and divorce and other things happen because the movement was too fast. And That's they didn't right. get to know one another until they were involved with something. And sometimes people don't handle stress well. You don't know how they manage money. You don't know how they, if they want kids or not until you're in the relationship and you're pregnant, then you say you're pregnant. And I never wanted any kid. Well, if you took the time to <laughs> find out about that person, you would have known that that wasn't the person for you because they don't like kids. So that, that's a one question. Are you a, uh, so a man that sees yourself as wanting marriage in a family? If exactly. It's a no, then really nice to meet you, but that's what I'm looking for. And you move exactly. On. That yeah. is a very good. All the tips you have given is are important, and I see why you're successful at what you've done. And after 21 years, you can't help but be successful and know what you're doing. Um, I am so honored to have had you as a guest. And as we prepare to end, can you sum this up for us, Rihanna, and tell our listeners about your free gifts? Because we all love something that's free. So oh, could yeah. you enlighten us with your free <laughs> gifts? Of course. I come bearing gifts and a lot of them. The best place to go is my website. So it's my name, RihannaMilne.com, R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com. And on there, you will find a free ebook that you can download on the homepage. Uh, you can also take the four free love tests. One is the childhood trauma test. One is red flags. One's for singles dating readiness. And one is for couples. So there's something there for everyone. Also, my number one best-selling book, Love Beyond Your Dreams. And the sister book is Live Beyond Your Dreams, which is about the mindset for success. I have free book chapter downloads there. And there's also a link to my podcast, which is called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. And I think I have 108 shows there and on my YouTube channel, over 250 audios and videos. So please go there, like, and subscribe. And if you'd like to meet with me, you're concerned about um, the traumas that were named today and you know you're struggling, I have an amazing offer for only $47. It's normally $497. Right on the home page in the header is an orange button. Uh, just click there to meet with me for a full hour. I will do six assessments we go into to get to the root of the issues. And as my clients say, they have learned more in that one hour than in seven years of therapy. Wow. So if you need the help, you know, I'm there to help you. And I just want to encourage you to say, you know, don't wait. Now is the time to create the life you desire and to have the love you deserve. That is awesome. And I have surely enjoyed this interview uh, more than I expected. Um, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest, but you are a real down to earth person. And I felt so Thank comfortable you. 
doing this interview and I hope our listeners take part in the free gifts and also the information that was given because we're trying to transform and in transformation if you do the same thing you're going to get the same result but if you do something different if you just take a chance and step out to do something different you may see that life is awesome and it's worth living so do you have any final remarks before we end um, that was about it. Again, just to encourage them to take action, to do the one hour, uh, get to the bottom of what's keeping you stuck, because the worst feeling is you don't know what you don't know. And I remember being at that place myself when my world exploded with my love trauma. And I'm like, I don't get it. And when he says, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I don't either but I'm going to figure it out. And that was the beginning of my empowerment. So, you know, you can get beyond this. You can have the love you deserve. You can create that life you desire and life is short. Don't stay stuck and unhappy. Awesome. Awesome. So as she stated, visit her website, which is her name, www.rianamilne.com. And she's also on Facebook as Coach Rihanna Milne. It's the same spelling for her website. So there are many opportunities to connect with her. Please do. I will have links on my Facebook page for the podcast, A Woman's Soul Restored. So all her information will be there as well. So as we end, we hope that you um, enjoyed the information that was given. Share the podcast so that others can be enlightened with the information that was given to us today. You can send me an email at a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. The website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. And as I mentioned earlier, the Facebook page for the podcast is a woman's soul restored. So we have enjoyed doing this podcast. Thank you, Rihanna, for taking the time out even being sick she is i can tell she's the constant <laughs> professional because we are I, I had given up i was like well she's not feeling oh, good yeah. she already let me know but you you were you were there you were present so That's thank right. you so much with all this important information and yeah, if you need awesome. me ever for anything just reach out and let me know and i'm there thank you thank you i want to help I want to thank you, Latonia, for having me and helping me with the mission of changing the way the world loves. Thank you and many blessings to you. Same to you and same to each of you. Be blessed and have a wonderful week.